he may have been fired after winning 10 games. He might be the only other coach to ever take the Chicago Bears to a Super Bowl. He coached a local university, maybe not so well, but so many ties. And with one final gift to the city of Chicago, Lovey Smith and his Houston Texans beat the Indianapolis Colts in a major comeback. And now the Chicago Bears, the beloved Bears, are the owners, the occupants of this year's number one draft pick in this year's NFL draft. And we are going to be breaking it down for the next four months. Thank you, football gods, for all the content we are going to have here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado, of course, Paul Shavari, and Devin Tingle throughout the entire show. And what a way to start the new year. What a way to get one final holiday present. Marvelous. This is one of the rare times. I think this is only the second time since 1947 that the Bears have gotten have won have received the number one draft pick in the nfl draft and so many different ways they could go with it we're going to get to that and we're gonna have months of talking about that but your emotional roller coaster that we all went through watching this game against minnesota and that crazy finish between the texans and the colts how did you handle week 18 of the nfl um well it put me to sleep at one point but i will be honest um, I think that Houston was going to pick a quarterback either way, and the Bears weren't going to. So not, actually, probably not too much has changed. And also, the uh, the pessimist among us will say, how can they screw this up, too? <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, I think so, it's I mean, very fair. Among recent history, Trevor Lawrence may be excluded, trying to think of a number one pick that's been outstanding. So, you know, hopefully they will take this opportunity to get the wide receiver or the lineman or the defensive back that they need. But one player is not going to fix this uh, horrible 10-game losing streak team break. You know, and I I know a lot of the games were close, but it's still pretty ugly to have a a franchise-setting 14th loss. And uh, it's just uh, 3-14 and is is not acceptable. (laughs) So that's all I can tell you. But on on the positive side, during the season, they developed the fact that the that Fields is going to be their quarterback for the for the long term, and and that's wonderful. And it's, it was pretty exciting. The you know, the playoffs are all set. You know, the NFC tonight, as we're speaking, as the Packers and the Lions bailing for the final spot. But yeah, and because of that unfortunate incident in Cincinnati last Monday, things are a little bit crazy in the American Football Conference. But they did did set it set it up. It's all set. I mean, the, there's no question what's going to happen. The Chiefs ended up getting the bye. You know. And the Bills have to play the Dolphins, the Bengals have to play the Ravens, and the Jags play the Chargers. And it's funny, Jaguars, much like the Tampa Bay, will have a home game, even though they'll have like the worst record of any team in the playoffs. But that aside, I, I you know, the game itself, we knew it was going to be a difficult game with Peterman and his tremendous backup Boyle uh, <laughs> for the Bears today. And Minnesota, you know, is 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 still in play as we speak for the number two seed depending the outcome of 49ers and Cardinals. So um, they had something to play for, but, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was t- tough to watch the last part of the season. I'll tell you that. And uh, uh, hopefully there are better things ahead. 
we have fields and the surrounding cast has to be improved. No question about it. I think there is, it's very fair to be upset with the record, with the frustration of this season. But I think this is one of those rare instances where the crawling through the mud ended with a prize. And it's the prize of, in the NFL, in, in, in sports, the most coveted thing is draft picks. In all of the major professional sports, they all covet the draft picks. But in the NFL in particular, those things are as good as gold. They, they're, they are the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Now, this is where it gets interesting. You brought up the points of Houston wanting a quarterback no matter what, and at number two, still having the best opportunity for that to happen. Here's where it becomes if you're trying to be now optimistic about <laughs> the Bears in that particular position is they're in control of their own destiny. If let's say the, uh, I don't know, for example, the, the Carolina Panthers or any one of these teams that is looking at for a quarterback. And for example, we can actually jump to take-a-thon and we see right now the only two teams who are guaranteed their draft picks are the Texans and the Bears, the Bears at one, Houston at two. But Seattle, via the pick for, uh, from Denver due to that rush trade, will be at three or at least wherever Denver ends up. You have Arizona, Indianapolis, Detroit via the Rams, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina, and Philadelphia top 10, Tennessee there at 11. So you're looking at this, and if you're the Bears, let's say Seattle really likes Bryce Young, but so does Houston. And we know that these rumors get out there because – information is money and money means more draft picks then all of a sudden you're right there and you can decide what you do because i think in the perfect scenario for the bears you move down you get draft picks and somehow you end up with will anderson i think if you're the chicago bears if you find a way to get one of if not the most coveted young athlete young defensive player a guy that can change the outcome of a game single-handedly, which they haven't had since Brian Erlacher, since Khalil Mack in that first year of that of that trade. Will Anderson is that. If you could find a way to maybe even end up with Jalen Carter, those are big names. When you're looking at Will Livis being there, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, somebody is going to get nervous. Whether it is Houston, whether it is Indianapolis, it's your job as Ryan Poles to get the best out of that. And if you end up with, of first next year in the and with a fifth pick this year or something, and that pick is Will Anderson or somebody of that nature, you have now solidified two positions, your quarterback and the guy that goes after the quarterback. And before that even happens, this team gets to spend their money. They're not going to spend all of it. But Marvelous, let's touch that for a second. It's exciting that they end up with the number one overall pick, first time in a long time that this has happened. And we know how exciting it is that the draft is now starting because nobody knows exactly what the Bears are going to do. If you're at this point right now looking at the free agency market, not a lot of wide receivers, that's why they go and get Chase Claypool. Do they go out there and try to get a established left tackle? That's where you start building the offensive line. Go find another supreme linebacker. And then all of a sudden you're looking at this is in a long time. This seems, if done correctly, they could put themselves in a good position. Right. Well, the Bears last had the number one draft pick in 1947. And I still would contend that it doesn't change Houston's position much. Bryce, uh, Bryce Young probably will go from Alabama to them. But how about this? 
maybe we can uh, solidify more than one position by trading the pick, getting somebody that can go after the quarterback, getting a wide receiver, some kind of package, and we could still get a pretty decent draft pick in the first round by trading with a team to get some established players because as much as we would like to think that the young player will turn the whole franchise around, I think we need multiple <laughs> players to turn the franchise around. And so that might be the best way to go is to trade it. That is why you are the marvelous, the magnificent <laughs> Dan Marver, because it starts bringing in the conversation about the one and only Devontae Adams, a mm-hmm. nemesis of Chicago, a potential Hall of Famer as this already, already dominant season on a bad team with a quarterback who he wanted to play with his guy who's no longer there. So a <laughs> franchise that's going to be looking for a quarterback, would you trade the number one pick for Devontae Adams and their pick? Would you swap picks and Adams for the number one? I think it's a no-brainer. If mm-hmm. you look, let's just say, for example, the Raiders end up with the seventh or eighth pick, right? So the Bears will end up with Devontae Adams and the eighth pick and maybe an unprotected pick for next year. You have to jump on that because, yeah, you you may not get the Carter or Andersons of the world, but you're still looking at something possibly, again, maybe even moving down even more. And you still are looking at, like, maybe a Quinton Johnson. Maybe you still are looking for a maybe a Tyree Wilson. You know, like, there is something out there for you to head in the right direction. But I, I think you and I are in agreement. Again, this is mm-hmm. only January 8th. They're not keeping that pick. They're not drafting Will Anderson at number one. Mm-hmm. Well, I would agree with that. I would I would think that um, that would make sense. Plus, they have plenty of uh, money within the salary cap to go free agency in addition to that. So uh, that's another way that they can improve the team uh, next year. So um, <laughs> I guess the only good news is that by finishing in last place, they won't have as uh, the most difficult schedule, I mean, next year. But uh, – it, it still it will be difficult enough because uh, you, you still have to play some top-notch teams from the other divisions. But it just it just is so disappointing because we had so much hope for them. And I think that perhaps Devin was the only one that had him with as little as three wins. <laughs> Congratulations. Isn't and, that uh, crazy? You bring yeah. that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. That yeah. You and I, throughout the entire season, were like, this team is as good as this. This team is as good as that. But we mentioned the frustration. And I think the reason maybe I'm not as frustrated as you is not only because yeah. they ended up with the number one pick, but this front office told you what they were going to do when they mm-hmm. traded Roquan Smith, when they traded Robert Quinn, when they traded Khalil Mack, when they're bringing and playing certain dudes. And it, it just, it, it seemed to me like this, it seemed to me that this was mm-hmm. best case scenario for Ryan Pulse, what he wanted. Maybe mm-hmm. this wasn't. And I do think if you're getting, you're looking for the optimist, if you're looking for the, you know, the good side, the, the brighter side of things, it was entertaining at points. Justin Fields had arrived. And I think this is my thing on Justin Fields. We, we have to talk about it, even though he didn't play. I think the big, big thing for me for Fields is you saw it, 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 it. This is just my opinion. I could be wrong. We want to know from you on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. I think Justin Fields played well enough for us to see the front office give him the right tools and better weaponry and a overall better team to try to go for it next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Justin Fields played himself into a $200 million contract. I don't think Justin Fields played himself to Cannon, Ohio, but I think he mm-hmm. proved himself to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and has shown that he can grow, 
that he can also take criticism. And on top of it, there is enough to see that he can make adjustments, that he can hit new levels. And to me, I think that's the most exciting thing is that we've seen what the base is and it continues to grow and it continues to grow. And he's the kind of kid that's able to mature and he is able to develop. I don't know. It may not lead to anything, but that is the, that is the benefit you have of now being patient. That is now the ace in your card, your deck of cards. And now you have two Kings and two Queens with this number one overall <laughs> draft pick. But I'm with you. I do think there is some fresh frustration to it. But if mm-hmm. you're looking at some of the top free agents right now, Marvelous, and we have a few yeah. minutes left here as we celebrate, yeah. in a weird way, the Chicago Bears ending up with the number one overall draft pick. But Orlando Brown, at the age of 27, is a free agent from Kansas City, an offensive tackle, might be the only way the Bears go when it looks like top-tier names. Other than that, it's guys like Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady and Saquon Barkley and Geno Smith, Jeremy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers, guys the Bears don't need. So I think they are going to attack some offensive line during the offseason. But, I mean, it, I think this all now comes down to what can you get come April 27th of 2023? Right. If you're asking Kansas City this year, and Paulie will be happy because the Raiders are coming to town next year. Did you know that? There you go. <laughs> we, do, we do we do play the AFC West and the Broncos, the other one that come in. And then we got the NFC South with Carolina and Atlanta, the ones that are coming in. So when I was talking about the schedule, then they'll, you know, they'll play the other fourth place teams. But it's um, I, I think that you're on the right track. Some Definitely a, a lot. They need help on. And both the offensive and the defensive line. I mean, I can't, I can't stop anywhere. Linebackers, defensive backs, receivers, almost everything. So I, I think that the free agency and and a, and a trade is the way to go, rather than getting the, the one number one pick. So I'm in agreement with some of the names you've you've, you've raised. Um, I haven't studied the whole free agency um, the, the pool, but uh, we'll, we'll do that. We have plenty of time till April uh, <laughs> to see what what they want to do with the draft, but. Uh, it is quite an accomplishment for the first <laughs> since 19, I think it's 46 or 47 to get the number one pick. And then, and at that point there were what, only what 12 teams or less. So uh, it, uh, the math is even better that we got the number one with all 32 teams. <laughs> they, they, they could have been six more wins out of that easily. And I, you know, from what, from where I'm sitting, but they're not that far off, but yet, they look far off based upon the record. <laughs> we'll take it. If that's the case, if they're a team that's closer than they should be and end up with the number one pick, that is why I believe I'm going <laughs> to give you two scenarios. The Chicago okay. Bears will not stay at number one. They will mm-hmm. either trade the number one pick to the Indianapolis Colts for, <laughs> for their first round pick, Michael Pittman and a few other draft picks. Or in the dream scenario, the Chicago Bears trade the number one pick to the Houston Texans for the <laughs> second pick and okay. pick number 12 in the first round of this year's draft, along with some contemporary and protected picks along the way. That is the way the <laughs> Chicago Bears really make an impact because then they will trade the number two pick and <laughs> or the number 12 pick for more picks, and <laughs> it will be a glorious first round for all of Chicago and Chicago fandom. With that, we want to know your thoughts somehow, some way. The Chicago Bears end up <laughs> with the number one draft pick, and going into it, they have their QB1. We want to know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicle. 
TV. For the marvelous one, Dan Marver. For Devin Tingle. For Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado. Oh, the fun is really <laughs> about to begin.